0: Hi, and welcome to the New Moms Club podcast, where we talk all things motherhood, don't take ourselves too seriously, and obviously, have a real good time. It's the New Moms Club, but for all moms, where we live. Hey new moms club. It is so good to be with you again. Today we have such an awesome guest. She is a singer-songwriter. She's a mom, she's a worship leader. She's really cool and someone that I've been obsessed with literally since I met her. Well, actually before I met her. Oh gosh. <laughs> but she's the like super mom of the year. She's been a mom for 14 years. We were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. And so she's got a lot of wisdom for us today, but here with us we have Michelle Ellis. Oh, hi. The Michelle Ellis. <laughs> oh my goodness, Lonnie. <laughs> but I actually, the first time I laid eyes on Michelle, <laughs> she was leading worship at our church um, for a communion service, I think. I
1: think so. But
0: you were leading Victor's Crown.
1: Yes. <laughs> which
0: I had heard, which maybe dates the story. That's But okay. <laughs> I had heard the song before at the previous church that I was at and then I heard Michelle sing it and I was like oh this is what it's supposed to sound like I just remember having this like like beyond holy experience listening to her sing and I was like Um. I am obsessed with this woman (laughs) and I think it was maybe a few days a few Sundays after that Mm -hmm. that I actually came up to you and I was like Hi, I'm Lonnie, and I'm yes. obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> you never said the word obsessed, okay? You said I was feeling some, it in my spirit. <laughs> you were
1: you're the best. You were so cute. You were like, "Hi, I'm Lonnie Campos, and I'm I'm an intern at Beltway, and I've been hearing you lead worship, and I just love your heart, and I love your voice, and the way you lead." And I was like,
0: "Hi." <laughs> Well and, then, well and then you were like wait your name is Lonnie yes and you were like I think I've been supposed like I was supposed to meet you because yes Lynette Chambers that's it was supposed to, like she's that's been telling me it. about you for years and I was like yes. wait that's my voice teacher yes she's been telling me about you yeah. for years <laughs> yeah
1: and then we had this cute like We locked eyes and we're we're like, okay, this is, this is going to be a really great friendship. So we were like immediate
0: fast friends (laughs) and the rest is history. And our conversations always went so deep. I remember like we didn't even know like superficial stuff about each other. Like, you didn't even know that mm -hmm. my real name wasn't Lonnie. Right. Like... Right. Which the podcast doesn't know that either yet. Mm. We'll talk about it later. Should they? It's a long name. I'm Brazilian. (laughs) Welcome to learning more about Lonnie. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't know that for, like, years. (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't. I had no
1: clue. Yeah. But, yeah. But we definitely... And that's kind of a, a habit of mine. I don't... I didn't realize. Yeah. But... I like i don't know my friend's favorite colors or yeah they're you know the things that they grew up listening to or sure any but of that kind like of stuff but friends. i'm like i know your heart yes <laughs> and i love your heart yes. I don't want to talk about your heart yes
0: no everyone that's friends with michelle thinks they're michelle's very best friend <laughs> That's how you feel when you're around her. She makes you feel like you're her best friend and there's no one else in the world. So I'm so excited for you, New Moms Club, to get to spend time with Michelle. And hopefully she makes your heart come alive because she's that kind of friend. So one of the things I've always really admired in you is um, just your ability to put your family first and to really... I mean, you're not afraid to put up a boundary if your kids need you. And it's not a boundary in the sense that like you're trying to keep people away from you Mm -hmm. or your family. Not that kind of protective boundary, although those are good, Mm -hmm. but one that it's like really with time. And you're so good at like, my kids need me, and I am a mom. And even though you do all of these wonderful things, you lead worship, you teach music, you you mentor people, you disciple Mm -hmm. people, you also have always been so good. Well, to me, always been so good. Um, at just saying like my kids need me and my family needs me and this is what Comes first, right? And I know that as we've talked and as I've gotten to know you and gotten to know a little bit of your history, that hasn't always been the case, right? And um, you used to just love to say yes to people because you love people and you love um, making people happy, yeah. you know. I mean, I guess the negative term would to use would be like people pleasing, yes, yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I'm like trying to make it nicer, but no, you know. let's just call it what it is. <laughs> Definitely, so, I was a people pleaser, and but the Lord, like, took you on this really amazing journey to you know to mm. show you that it's okay to say no right. and now you use your voice to say no right. when you need to and and it's been a really positive thing right and i know that people pleasing like even though we have very different personalities that's also something that i struggle with i think a lot of people struggle with it especially women because we don't ever want to be like called like rude, yes. you know, and we want to be liked and mm-hmm. we have that in us, like the desire to just be adored and loved. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want people to like be mad at us or all yeah. of that. And so can you like take me on the journey that God took you on right, and explain to me just kind of what he did and how, how he was able to change your heart and your perspective. Yeah. So
1: I to talk through that, I can't really answer that question without going back and sharing a little bit of my story. So I was raised in a precious home, precious parents, loved the Lord, led me to Christ, was raised in a Baptist church, kind of a traditional Baptist church. And we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> and, you know, I, I look back on my upbringing and it was wonderful. Of course there were things, you know, even as a a parent now, I look back and go, yeah, we probably could have communicated better as a family. We probably could have handled our anger a little better. (laughs) You know, there are those things uh, that you learn to, you know, change over time as you, as you grow into who you are as a unique individual um, and learn to walk in your own identity in Christ and your family's identity in Christ. But I will say, going back, I really didn't know uh, another way to live other than just wanting those in authority over me Mm -hmm. to be happy with me, Mm. to be uh, impressed by me, to want to see me as someone that stands out. Mm. And I wanted more than anything to please my authority figures. Yeah. My peers, yes, but not as much Mm -hmm. as those in authority over me. And so as I took on that, you know, that partly could just be my personality and my makeup as well. Sure. Uh, just the, because the Lord has shown me who I truly am is a, I'm pleasing to him. Yes. No matter what. Yeah. And I'm an encourager. Yes. That's my, one of my top spiritual gifts is to be an encourager to Mm -hmm. others and so I just got it as a child mixed up, yeah. you know, like we all do. And it took some years upon years of healing to unravel. But because of that upbringing, I go into my early 20s, go into ministry, uh, pretty green and pretty, with rose colored glasses. Sure. And I had no grid for Anyone using my desire mm-hmm. to please authority, especially spiritual authority, mm-hmm. and to manipulate that and use that for their advantage. Wow. Yeah. I had no grit mm-hmm. for that. And so, thus ensued about three full years of abuse by a pastor Hmm. and he wasn't that much older than me. And so it was, there was some grooming and there were some, you know, kind of the things that you hear and when people share their testimony, if Mm -hmm. they've been abused or share their story. Um, but there were some things that happened that were very unbeknownst to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I had no grid. I had no grid for, for, for that. And, uh, you know, but looking back on those years, what was crazy is during that time, if we're really talking about motherhood mm-hmm. and we're talking about boundaries and carrying peace in our family and, and protecting our family, um, I thought religion mm-hmm. was my safe place. I mm-hmm. thought it was my protection. Yeah. I thought running hard after the Lord. In an almost perfectionistic way, and pleasing those in authority over me <clears throat> would bring my soul rest, would bring yeah. me peace. Yeah. And it it ultimately brought me a ton of pain. Wow. I mean. And so I was abused, and then I had Richard. So then I hmm. I we get pregnant with Richard. We were about four years into marriage. And I have Richard. And then about eight to nine months after having Richard, I had begun to work again at the church. Mm. And this man started back trying to groom and manipulate mm. and those kinds of things and be inappropriate again. And and um, there was just this final straw. Yeah. Like the that he had no idea that something had been birthed in me. Yes. That was not just a precious little boy, yeah. Richard, but it was this mama bear.
0: Well you became a mom. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: And what awakened in me yes. that I had never been there before. Yeah. Was I don't care who you are mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't care what authority title you carry. Yeah. But you don't get to mess with me and my baby. Yeah. And that's what was trying to be done wow. was um taking Richard away from me. Hmm. in a very joking sneaky way hmm. to get me alone no to to no Mm-mm. exactly absolutely not. and that was that was what changed everything
0: wow mhm man i thank you for sharing yeah oh my goodness thank you <laughs> and i know that so many women relate to that, unfortunately. I know, I know. And so I know that it's going to probably feel really good to hear that someone else understands where yes. they're coming from. Yeah. Um, and I I don't have the same experience as you. Mm. The part that I I can relate to is the the change that happens in your heart when you become a mom, mm-hmm. where there's this courage mm-hmm. that did not exist before. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so cool how the Lord just, does that, you know? And of course it's out of protection for your baby, a hundred percent. But I also think that there's this this like understanding of what Mm -hmm. God has called you to do when you become a mom Mm -hmm. that is so overwhelming mm-hmm. that it's like nothing can take away from this. Yeah. Nothing can take away from this assignment that I have. Right. So if it's harming me, it has to go. Yes. If it's harming my baby, it has, it has to, to go. go. Like there's just like purifying and cleansing that needs to happen. Right. So that you can do the tasks set before you. Oh, yeah. And that, that has blown my mind yes. about motherhood. And so yes. I love that you said that 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 yeah. is what finally gave you courage to stand up mm-hmm. and say no. Right. And I think it's so cool that the Lord used motherhood. Like that that it- blows my <laughs> mind. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. I love it too. I love it too. And I'll never forget um this is a huge part of of that story too because it was motherhood that led me to that place of oh, no, you didn't even try (laughs) (laughs) to come between me and my child to take advantage of me, right? you know? And before, I didn't see it as that. Mm. I was like, oh, surely he didn't. Oh, maybe he doesn't realize. Oh, just brush that off. Mm -hmm. And then there were times where I would tell myself, Michelle, that did not happen. Mm. And this was one of those moments Mm -hmm. where I thought either – I have to tell myself again, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Or I am going to rise up. Yeah, And what the, the courage of, of being a mom mm. outweighed mm. The, the patterns and the habits of people pleasing. Yeah, And of just letting myself be manipulated or taken advantage right. of and saying yes to my detriment. Yes. So then I guess one or two nights later, so I like fled the mm. situation, okay. which had never happened before, mm. but one or two nights later, it was the middle of the night, probably two or three in the morning. And this has never happened to me in my entire life is the only time that I'm not sure if it was the audible voice of God, but it was audible enough that he woke me from my sleep. Wow. And if anybody knows me, <laughs> that is really hard to do. <laughs> Matt can tell you when we had young babies and I nursed. And so I was waking up in the middle of the night, but he had to wake me up. Wow! And he was the one that would wake me up and say, Hey, you know, and he would go get the
0: get, what a good husband. He was <laughs> great. He would go get
1: Richard or Lucy or Nora and bring him to me, or he would just bump me and be like, You gotta go feed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, I sleep so hard. That's so I awesome. hear this audible, seemingly audible voice hmm. and he said, Michelle, he said my name. And he said, It's in the dark. You must bring it to light. Wow. Oh, I just got chills. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that desire, so that showed me too that my desire to A, um, partner with God as mm-hmm. a protective mother mm-hmm. and B, listen and obey mm-hmm. and trust his voice above pleasing others. Yeah. That was what set off the domino effect mm-hmm. of All of the abuse that was being done to even others by this man being uncovered. Hmm. So it was crazy, crazy time. I look back and I'm like, was that my real life? (laughs) That is so far from who I am today and where I am today with regards to having a voice and speaking up and standing tall and standing firm And even recognizing in people that spirit in operation. Yeah. And going, hey, so and so in church leadership that I trust. Yeah. You might want to watch out over here with this person because something's up. Yeah. That's icky. Yes. And it's a familiar spirit to what I was abused by. Yeah. So you want to make sure that this is, you know, taken care of.
0: (laughs) Wow. So,
1: and that's kind of a side note to what we're talking about today, but it really is that, that was a huge marker in my life from changing from, and I hate that it had to be abuse that I had to go through so much pain.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I look back and I wouldn't change it because it set me on a trajectory of healing. Yes. That then caused my voice to truly grow. Yes. And truly come alive. Yeah. So, And Matt can tell you, like, I swung the pendulum, man. <laughs> As I started healing, trusting that I truly am pleasing to the Lord,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no matter what I do, um, that's not about what I do. Yeah, it's not it's about
0: how you perform.
1: Exactly. It's about who I am mm-hmm. that is enough.
0: Yes. I am
1: enough. And that the way he created me and the way he designed me, it's worth the hard time and work that it takes to become whole right. and healthy mm-hmm. and become more like the kingdom daughter that he created me to be. Yes. When he set the plans and the foundations for Michelle Ellis's life, Yeah, I want to line up with that girl. Yes, <laughs> I want to line up with that identity yeah. more than anything anything that this world tries to throw at me.
0: Yes. Oh, 100%. And Mm. I just want to say like, side note, if Michelle is using some language that maybe you're not used to or familiar to with like kingdom or identity and things like that, um, we're going to get to that new mom's club. We're going to have some awesome people come and teach us about all that. Um, but basically she's just talking about how God, created us and how he, he meant to create us and how sometimes the enemy can get in the, try to get in the way of that. Um, but really we have a kingdom identity that God has instilled in all of us and we're going to learn all about that. Um, but Michelle back to you, what I love about you is that you're willing to look at everything that you went through Mm -hmm. and you're able to see how God has used that for good. And Mm -hmm. I even think, the other women that I know that have been blessed, um, not just now but before, every time you've shared about your story, um, or even the church leadership that you mentioned, that has been blessed to know because God has also given you this gift of discernment. Yeah, you know, with all of this, yeah. and you know, He's used it for good. And I love that God can take something that's so evil that we don't understand why it happens. You know, that's, we, you know, yeah. Bill Johnson says God is in, He's in charge. Right. he's not in control. You right. know? He chooses to not be in control, but he is in charge. Right. So we don't know why bad things happen and we don't know why people have to hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just kind of something that we have to wait and answer when we see Jesus face to face. But you've experienced this thing and you've said, it's not going to ruin my life. Right. I'm going to let the Lord do what he needs to do. And what he does is he makes all things good. Yes, And so I am just so amazed at how you carry yourself now and the way that you, um, the way you mother, the way you mother other people, like mm-hmm. everything that you do, the way you lead people um, in worship, your intimacy with the Lord. Mm. All of that is such a massive gift mm-hmm. that the enemy tried to take away. 100%. And like who you are now is a direct like, result of what he did, but God redeemed it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what the enemy tried to do failed miserably. Miserably. Because because you're even better. I mean, I'm (laughs) so
1: much stronger, so much better than before all of the pain, than before the abuse, than before. And, you know, it it made, I mean, my marriage is better, Hmm. which is wild to say because it was... A sexual abuse in nature, hmm. but my marriage is like night and day compared. Wow. Because I let the Lord in, and I let Him into my pain. For probably a two or three years, I was pretty like pushing mm-hmm. the Lord away from my pain because yeah. it just hurt so bad. Sure, but that made the pain worse. Hmm. So I finally was like, I give up. I don't know what to do. I need help. Mm -hmm. So I had to go outside of myself Mm -hmm. and reach out for help and just admit like this happened and I need help. And so I would say, even if you're a mom and you've never told anyone Mm -hmm. that you've been abused, Mm -hmm. that that is going to be the best thing for you to do is to tell just one person, Mm -hmm. one person that you know that you can safely say, Hey, this happened to me yeah. and I need help. Mm-hmm. And then get help. For mm-hmm. me, that looked like counseling. Yeah, That looked like at our church that Lonnie and I go to, I did the freedom classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met with one of our, uh, one or two, I met with two different pastors. One of them was kind of a mentor to me and um and then i i went and got counseling outside of our church too yeah. which i th- i like a more well-rounded approach sure. personally i think it's great to have yeah. um multiple perspectives mm-hmm. um and types of therapy or counseling yeah because we have blind spots yes. you know and and i love i love that mm-hmm. that tool for for getting help. Yeah. So, Oh,
0: that's so good.
1: Yeah. But talking about finding my voice and our marriage, this is kind of a funny story, but <laughs> when, uh, cause with every marriage there's ups and downs and sure. we have our own, like I had my healing journey, Matt's looked completely different than <laughs> mine. And so as I was becoming more healthy and whole, I was learning how to let God be my guard, yes, rather than religion, Mm. rather than pleasing people, that's good, rather than making everybody else happy, and that protecting me, yes, because that was that false protection, right, that led me to more pain, right. But when I said, No, I'm gonna let Jesus protect me, Mm. I'm gonna let Him be my defender, yeah, and He is my safe place, He is the one. Mm. Well, then what's so funny is Matt was kind of doing his own thing for (laughs) his healing journey. And he has shared that off and on with some people. But in that, uh, I had to learn to even use my voice and set healthy boundaries within our marriage. Hmm. Uh, and so that looked like for me, one of the, I think the funniest stories is we had a, a run in. I couldn't even tell you, What it was about. Isn't that true of marriage? Where it's (laughs) like that was so petty and so dumb. We hated each other, but I cannot remember why. Yes. (laughs) We were so mad in that moment. But I remember running. So one of the tools that I love the most, um, that I use pretty regularly with setting boundaries is the book Boundaries Hmm. by Cloud and Townsend. Hmm. So they're two uh counselors or psychologists.
0: Is it Henry Cloud? Yes. I don't know. I I only know his name. (laughs) I don't know what he is. Henry. Yes, it's Henry. (laughs) He is a doctor, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, true. So he, anyway, that book, it's broken up into chapters and kind of sections. Mm -hmm. It's like boundaries with your parents, Mm. boundaries with your kids, boundaries with your spouse, Mm. um, boundaries with, uh, you know, friends. Sure and so i would run like we would have some kind of mm-hmm. difficulty and i would go in my room go in our room and i'd be like i can't talk right now if i talk i'm going to say something i don't mean hmm. and so i would run to our bedroom and i would curl up in a, the corner and i would i would open the book and I'd be like boundaries with husband <laughs> page 400. I don't know. And I would read and I would, because I was so new to it. Yeah. I was like a baby trying to learn to walk. Sure. So I literally used it as a manual almost for a little while. And it was really robotic Mm -hmm. and foreign and awkward Mm -hmm. because it was completely the opposite of what I'd ever done before. And so my precious husband had to live through me practicing on him. Yeah. The kids had to live through me practicing on them. Yes. Like parenting with boundaries, Mm -hmm. not always saying yes to my kids. Yeah. Saying yes when it's good for them, when it's appropriate, when it's wise and when it's a blessing, of Mm -hmm. course, but there are times when you need to say no. Yeah. (laughs) And you need to say no in a way that doesn't take, 10 minutes to explain to a three-year-old why you're saying no yeah <laughs> so yes. so it was a great tool That's for someone awesome. who is boundary illiterate to learn <laughs> not anymore <laughs> not anymore baby. But how to speak that language yeah. and how to walk it out in my day-to-day yeah so my precious family
0: yeah oh, so gosh. you were telling you had a funny story Yeah, so I literally opened the book to the page
1: and then go to Matt. I like practically memorized it. And then I go to Matt and kind of robotically, I'm like, so when when this happens, I feel this and I need to feel, like I feel angry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I need to feel, let's just give an example, because I cannot remember what it was, but something like, when you load the dishwasher
0: yeah wrong i feel <laughs>
1: angry <laughs> that wasn't it but i don't remember what it was
0: that reminds me of the movie enchanted have mm-hmm. you ever seen that movie mm-hmm. she's like a she's like a princess that comes into the real world yes. and she's like she's never felt anger before because she's from a perfect fairy tale land yeah. and then she comes and and she's like she's just walking around she's like i'm 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 and she's like just like oh, she goes i'm I'm angry (laughs) and he's like you're what she goes I'm angry she goes I'm angry angry. and then she's happy that she's angry because she's never felt that before yes but just this like realizing like oh wait like I have feelings and they matter yes I would love to hear just from a mothering perspective Mm. how like give me an example of how setting a boundary with like a three-year-old looks like oh gosh okay um
1: Goodness, that was so long ago, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was like four years ago. She's <laughs> but... just so mature. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tricky part with parenting is setting a boundary with three year old Richard, my mm-hmm. oldest, my firstborn, was very different than setting a boundary with three year old Lucy. Yeah. So Richard was very black and white. Uh-huh. So I could say, Richard, don't touch that. And if he touched it, I. Sorry, I came from this world. But I would pop his hand and say, no, don't touch that. It will hurt you. Yes. And if he touched it again, I would pop his hand again. And then I would take him away. Yeah. And I would take him to distract him. Mm. So I would set the boundary. But then I would speak his language of, man, distracting toddlers is the key. (laughs) Ooh, squirrel, look her yeah. here. <laughs> look at this so shiny pretty. Thing. <laughs> Uh And so, but I would still try to be consistent mm-hmm. with setting the boundary. With Lucy, she was by my very emotive, still just very emotive child and very sensory aware, sensory driven. And um, just, it was harder because it wasn't so black and white. Yeah. And so I would, with her, I would say say, say that it would be, you know, um, for her, she didn't want to, she, she wasn't going to try to explore and touch up something she wasn't supposed to. But for her, it was more, she would have these big bursts of emotions Mm. that I didn't understand. Yeah. She probably didn't understand. (laughs) And so as a three-year-old, I would, I would hold her, Mm. if she wanted to be held Mm. and that was almost like a physical boundary yeah and then i could tell if she would push me away Mm -hmm. that she needed space yeah and so then i would give her space she didn't need as many spankings or Mm -hmm. pops on the hand as richard Mm. because hers were more emotional in nature Mm. and so we we had to be a little more creative (laughs) um because she would get easily not like we don't have strong-willed kiddos so i know that's something that you'll probably want to touch on with a different parent (laughs) (laughs) but for lucy we do have a very emotionally driven kiddo yeah and uh spankings didn't work great but and you know taking things away Mm -hmm. did work every once in a while if she got super high emotionally yeah um, we would spank her for a reset okay and that worked huh. and it was like she just needed like like almost like when you slap
0: someone in the face yeah. like come
1: <laughs> on come on god yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for
1: some reason that worked but that was very 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 rare yeah when she got that far usually she either wanted wanted space she wanted to be held hmm. and and then once she came off of the high of the emotions mm-hmm. then we would set the boundary
0: mm. you know that's good
1: yeah and but in the middle of a tantrum or a you just can't yeah it's not the time <laughs> <nor> the place <laughs> uh and then with Nora she was such an interesting kiddo as a toddler because she could reason at a young age she's so smart. <laughs>
0: she She's so funny. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. And she would just give you this look. And I could tell Uh that she was wanting to try something. (laughs) And those cheeks and those eyes. Oh, man. Third children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's the only one I really knew Mm -hmm. from like tiny stage. Was Mm -hmm. she like as tiny as Ava when we? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Uh Uh-huh. I know. So she was like under a year when we met probably. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. I know.
1: Time. <laughs> time is weird. Yeah. So anyway, we, I would be able to say like, Hey, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. This is why. Mm. And she would sometimes test it and get a pop. Yeah. Or cause she was a little bit more black and white like Richard. Yeah. Um, or she literally would go. Okay. (laughs) But she she's the kid that like we're walking as a family, and Matt is like trailblazing Mm -hmm. like way ahead of us, and she'll go. I think she was three and a half when she said this. Dad, slow down. My legs are half as long as yours.
0: And her little lisp too. Yes. That I'm sure. Dad, slow down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh she's, so mm-hmm. she's so funny. She's so funny. I, I still remember when I first brought Ava over to your house, mm-hmm. and I was like, Nora, have you seen Ava before? And she goes, just on the Christmas card. <laughs> yes. <I was> like <laughs> who thinks about that? Like I know. Just oh my so, gosh. Oh, she's, she's so, so funny. funny.
1: Yeah. Another great Nora quote. Wait, we, we, we got to share these because yes. they're
0: ridiculous.
1: But Matt turned 40. And I tell everyone the story. Oh, my
0: gosh. It's
1: so great. <laughs> so we're literally headed to the party. Yeah. And we're in the car, and Matt's just being funny. Yeah. And he goes, hey, Nora, thanks for, thanks for coming to my party. And she
0: pauses, and she says, well, oh, what was it? <laughs> she, what did said? she say? Well, I didn't have a choice. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My brain wasn't working for a minute. Yes. Well, I didn't have a choice.
0: It's, like, I know that story because I was talking to Matt a few days after his party. And mm. I was like, I said something like, wow, thanks so much for being here. Because I think he led worship at church that day or something. And I was wow. like, it was so awesome. And he was like... Well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yes. and I was like, what? <laughs> what?" He's like, no, that's just our new family inside joke. Because yes. it's what Nora said. <laughs> yes, well, And I literally, I anytime know. it's like, oh my gosh, Nora's the best. She's so funny. I'm like, you don't even know. And then mm. I tell them this story. Yes. Yes. Oh, that kid. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So thank you so much for those examples. I think that will help so many people. Yeah. But now fast forwarding to your life today. Oh yeah. So you guys moved to the country <laughs> you bought land. You like built a house with your own two hands. Yes. <laughs> You're still finishing things yes. up. Yes. And like, ch- talk me through like moving out of the city. Right. Cause you know, Abilene's such a big city. Oh, wow. Yeah. But moving out of the city into the country. Yeah. And like, what? Cause that was an intentional move. Yes. And part of it was just like in the natural, you guys always wanted that. Mm-hmm. But the timing felt on purpose. Absolutely. Can you chat me through like hearing the Lord, that process and like what it's done for you guys to be out there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we our kids were just traditional kiddos that you know, were in public school and we had a great school. I still highly recommend the school that we were in. Yeah. Uh and it was the I was pretty heavily into at that time songwriting and recording and uh leading women's conferences and we um just around the state and it was fairly consuming yes for you guys are traveling a lot we were traveling a lot uh it was fairly time consuming Mm -hmm. and consuming for our family yeah but what people didn't see probably on the outside because that was, I mean, I was leading at church every other week. Um, and then on the weekends, not probably, I mean, it averaged out to maybe once a month. So it wasn't, that's a lot, you know, now yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot. And so we would take our kids with us whenever we could to do these women conference, women's conferences or, um, you know, fill in at a church on a Sunday or whatever. But, it was deeply consuming internally mm-hmm. for me to where I was, that was all I was thinking about. Yeah, I was thinking so much about that part of my world mm-hmm. um, and I didn't realize how much it had overtaken me mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way. Yeah, And so it was 2019 and we start our school year I'm still like, I love this. I don't want to let it go. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. And pretty soon I'm going to have my youngest in kindergarten. So all three kids would be in public school. Yeah. And I would have all this time to pursue Mm -hmm. my dreams, Mm -hmm. to pursue music more wholeheartedly, to pour more time into this. Yes. uh, And without it taking away from my family. Mm So then we get into the school year and I remember going to the school and the kids dropping them off and just feeling this like out of body experience of, I I don't feel like we belong here. Wow. And so I shirked it Mm -hmm. because I'm like, no, we, we do this. This Mm -hmm. is who we are. This is what we do. (laughs) And then a few months in both kids just within days of each other came home a with this like could we ever homeschool wow and some things that happened you know Mm -hmm. um, among their peers and thankfully there we sought to create open communication in our family so good and it worked Mm -hmm. and they as a second grader and fifth grader came to us and shared Mm -hmm. their story of some things that were happening at school and Within about a month's time, we began to fervently pray every night as a family, mm. God, would you show us, and Richard coined this phrase, our oldest, yeah. he said, he said, Lord, would you show us your best for our family for school?
0: Mm.
1: And it was that simple. Yeah. And thus ensued me uh, realizing that I was living very closed handed, mm. that I had this picture and expectation of what our family was supposed to look like to the outside world what ministry was supposed to be like um and what I longed for and wanted Mm. uh, as as a stay-at-home mom slash all the other things that you already said (laughs) (laughs) um and so then the Lord began this invitation for me to open my hands. Mm. And it really was an invitation. Yeah. So I had gained an understanding of walking out having a voice mm-hmm. and and speaking up for myself and for my family and protecting our time in that if our family couldn't go to an event, to a conference, mm-hmm. to a retreat, then that they would still have, so like our family could come and mm-hmm. care for, our parents could come and care for them, that they were still cared for. So yeah. there were some some boundaries still happening. Yes. But it was still with me living closed-handed. Yeah. So I had to learn how to open my hands and let the Lord have what was in my hands. Mm-hmm. And it really was this burning desire to to. To become um, just a, a bigger name in yeah. worship and in songwriting.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, even if it was just locally, yeah. just for that to grow more. Mm. And that I expected it to look a certain way yeah. because that's what was culturally the
0: popular. Thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To be really frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, and
0: what people wanted of you.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what was so confusing was I received more prophetic words
0: Mm -hmm.
1: during that time about ministry and music and songwriting, moving to Nashville, like all kinds. I remember I
0: had many dreams about you guys moving to Nashville. Yeah. In that season. Yeah. And I'd be like, are you sure you're not leaving? Yeah. (laughs) Like, pretty sure you're not. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we all, I
1: mean, we all kind of wanted it, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't God's best.
0: Yeah. At least it was for a, the season. For the yeah. season, it was yeah. great, mm-hmm.
1: but it had in my own heart, in the quiet of my own heart, mm-hmm. it had gotten to an unhealthy, idolatrous place. Sure. And so the Lord, I mean, my family, ultimately, even with that burning passion and desire in my heart, deep down, I wanted to be a mom yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And so that trumped my mm-hmm. desire to become a bigger name sure. in worship and in songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I opened my hands. I, yeah. I accepted his invitation sure. and it really was an invitation. Yeah. And so then within days of each other, again, the kids said, I'm ready to homeschool. Mm. And I said, I'm ready to homeschool you. Mm. So we started real small, you know, our house in town. Yeah. Well, then around early 2020, we go visit a couple different homeschooling families that we really admired. Mm -hmm. And they had kids that didn't wear blue jean jumpers and (laughs) braid their hair. (laughs) Skirts. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They were cool kids. Yeah. And so we visited with them. We're like, how did you do it? How do you have normal kids? And... They both lived out in the country. So we leave their houses. And our kids say, could we live anywhere? (laughs) And we're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to live in town if we don't want to. And so thus began the next prayer. Mm. Simple. Lord, show us your best for our family, for our home. Yeah, And we would have never thought that, this was the time
0: yeah
1: because matt and i pictured we're retired our kids are grown we're having grandkids we buy 10 acres yes. outside of abilene and we build a farmhouse mm-hmm. that was our our understanding yeah well then we find out through a friend of a friend that there's this land that wasn't even on the market and so our friends set up a meeting with these people that own this land and they literally looked at us across the table and said, what are your, what are your dreams? What are the dreams of God's heart for land for your family? <laughs> and we're like, oh, uh, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we were able to share. We would love for our kids to to have a garden, to have some farm animals, to learn some responsibility, all of that, to have a childhood again Mm -hmm. and to not be so inundated by the culture of their peers that say, no, you need to quit playing and you need to get on a screen.
0: Sure.
1: No, let's, let's still have a childhood. Let's Mm -hmm. go build forts out in the woods. Let's, let's go hiking. Let's Mm. dig in the dirt, whatever. Um, and so that was our dream for the family. And then, but our dream for ministry was to, because we were unraveling into rest. Yeah, We were being unraveled into peace mm. instead of working so hard to keep something going because it's what is expected of me yeah. and because it's what I want. Yeah. Instead, we, he was unraveling all of mm. that for us and leading us to these Green pastures, yes, and yeah. still waters, and, and
0: restoring your souls,
1: restoring our souls. So we wanted to provide that for other yeah. people. We're like we have grown so much in the last few months of just letting go. Yeah, that we want to help others do that, mm-hmm. whether they're believers or not, to provide a place where they can get away and just be, just rest for a day or two mm-hmm. or a week. We don't mm-hmm. care. So we long to have a cabin out there. We long to have a little studio space where if somebody is a creative and they want to record something, they can record something on the spot. We would love to That's provide awesome. that. Have hiking trails, have a, a yeah. pond that has oh. fish and and terrible Wi-Fi yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. on purpose. <laughs> so, so then we sit across the table from this guy and we hear these questions and we answer these questions. And then he says, well, I've got this land for sale, but this land that's not for sale, it's about 25, 26 acres. It sounds more like what you might want. And so we prayed into it and we all, so that's been, I think the funnest thing with our kids being involved is they have had Just as much say Mm. in the process, just as much prayer, just as much heart and soul into homeschooling and then us moving out to the country.
0: And I love that because you've almost taught them how to pray, Mm -hmm. you know, like how to really seek the Lord, how to listen for his voice Mm -hmm. as you see what he wants to do. And I think that because it could have been very easy for you and Matt to be like, "Okay, you guys are like 12 and the youngest one's like seven, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. younger than that, yeah. Yeah. five. And you, you know, we make the decisions, we're the parents. So we're going to pray and ask the Lord and tell you. Mm. But you guys didn't do that. Mm-mm. You allowed your five year old to listen to the Lord and say, yeah, this is what he's saying. And it like, and all of you agreed in unity. Yes. And that is so special. And I think such a cool thing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not normal to say, okay, guys, like, let's sit down. What are you hearing from God? Yes. What is he saying? And so that is so special. Yeah.
1: And just uh, respecting your kids. Yes. So I think that's something beautiful about boundaries mm-hmm. and about protecting your family and, and providing like creating a culture within mm-hmm. your family Yes. Um, is mutual respect, mm-hmm. not you have to respect me. Yes. But do as I say, not as I do. Right. But if I want you to respect me, I'm going to respect you. Yes. If you have something to say, I'm going to listen to you. Yes. And thus, where I had to learn in my mm-hmm. 20s and 30s how to have a voice and how yeah. to speak up, I'm getting to train my kids up as children of how to have a voice, yeah. how to speak up, yes. how to stand up to us in a respectful way, in an honoring way, yes. and say, well, these are my thoughts and opinions. Yep. Well, yours are valid. Let's yep. talk through it. Yep, You know, so that's been fun. Oh,
0: that's so good. They're going to, they're not going to struggle with that. No, they're going to get to just say like, oh, my voice matters. Yes. But they're not going to be like weird about it. They're just going to be like totally humble and cool about it. Yes. Because that's how they were brought up. Right. Because I think a lot of times people can, as adults, swing the pendulum and be Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't heard as a kid. You will hear me as an adult. Yes. And like, that's another thing that you're preventing your kids from Mm -hmm. having to wrestle with Mm -hmm. is like being like big stomping (laughs) elephants everywhere they go because they know like, I'm cool. I'm chill. Like my voice matters and you can hear me or not hear me, but I know who I am. Right. Which is so cool. Right. I do want to touch a little bit more Mm -hmm. on the laying your dreams aside, setting them aside Mm -hmm. for your family, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's what a lot of moms, um, feel tension in, because mm. it's like, okay, I know God created me for a purpose, and I know that he put these desires in my heart, but now I'm a mom, mm. and I know that that is important, and I know that this balance or this tension looks different for everybody. Right. It looks different for me than what I thought it would. A lot different. Right. um And, like, just a little bit about me, but I really thought, like, ministry, worship, all of that was going to be what my life was really about Mm -hmm. and the creating a family and all of that would be not that it would come second but kind of that it would you know that we're just like i would never stop doing ministry and i would never stop leading worship like those were the things that i was like this is what i'm gonna do yeah and but ironically enough my whole life you know i get all these prophetic words about being a worship leader about doing all these things And But worship has always kind of been limited to me. Mm. Like God has never really allowed me to be like a full-time worship person. So even though I was in ministry, I was constantly being told no for the thing that I was called to do, but was given all of these other responsibilities. I mean, Mm -hmm. talk about like a mind scramble. (laughs) You're like, Lord, you called me to this, but everyone is telling me no. Yes. And so I it ended up being awesome because i had practice in like laying down something to Mm. pick up other gifts and submitting to the season for things yeah Yeah. and so when i became a mom it was like a no-brainer yeah and it even became this like i don't even care about leading worship anymore like you and i were talking when you got here and i was like oh yeah i don't I don't know what I'm doing with that. Like, I have no idea. And like, I don't think about it. Right. When before it was my whole world. Yes. But I know not everybody has this experience. There are Mm -hmm. some moms that really do still long for things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, there's just been this piece of like, it'll come when it's time. And right now it's not
1: time. Well, you're just so right on that front. Because when... When it's time, and I know this is a a scripture from Song of Solomon, but where in the Bible it says, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Mm, mm -hmm. And we're talking about, you know, like love, passionate love, but that can be applied to so many things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is one of them that we can, because it is a desire or a longing inside of us that dates back to like we were talking about our original design. Yeah. Our kingdom identity. Yeah. Who God created when he created Lonnie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is part of you. Mm-hmm. It will always be part of you whether it lies dormant mm-hmm. or whether it is in full bloom. Yeah. And you can't change who you are, but season to season it will look so different. Yeah. And just releasing yourself and letting there be so much grace to be present in the season, right? To be present in the moment, right? And in this moment, you're a new mom who is learning an incredible amount of stuff information <laughs> oh <my> overload. Gosh, <laughs> you're keeping a human alive. Yes. Like, that is a miracle. Yes. Like you're walking in a daily miracle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And why not revel in it? Right. Why not enjoy the heck out of it? Right. And be so present. Yes. And for some, like I have great friends, for them to be present as a mom, even in the young newborn or the first year of life Mm -hmm. phase, they need to step away. Yep. And uh, yes. they need mm-hmm. to get out of the house. They need to have a job mm-hmm. or something that they're pouring into outside of baby and home. Yep. And then there are some that w- they try to go do that, mm-hmm. and it causes they're like debilitated. Yeah. <laughs> Like
0: I have to be home with my baby. <laughs> yes. And that was that was me. Yeah, me too. That was totally me. <laughs> I like keep joking, like some moms aren't as emotionally handicapped as me, but right. I am. No, <laughs> yeah, but I'm totally jacked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, what I think so something that I heard from when I was in a season of like a lot of depression mm-hmm. because I was I felt like I was being kept from what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, Carrie Job who is a worship leader that we both love. Right. Um, And I remember even having this conversation with you, but I was watching a video that she had recorded with her husband. They were sharing album stories. So they'd record an album and she had talked about the struggle because she had just come out with forever, which was like the song that put her on the market. Yep. And she got pregnant Mm -hmm. and she was like, what am I going to do? Because my career is at an all time high. (laughs) but um now this thing that I've been praying for for so long is my new reality
1: mm-hmm.
0: like Lord what does the balance for that what is it supposed to look like yeah and the Lord told her he was like if you will be obedient in the season that I've put in front of you let me carry and steward your gift for yeah. you like and, and it was just this she said like allowing the Lord to just carry the stewardship of Mm -hmm. my gift. Like I am being a good steward of my worship leading by putting it up, giving it to the Lord and focusing on my baby. Yes. And like that to me, I was like, okay, God, like I am being a good steward of my gift, not by practicing, not by leading all the time, not by, you know, putting things in motion, but by giving it to you and focusing on the task you've put in front of me. And that had nothing to do with mothering, but now it has helped me Mm -hmm. in this process. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy, which is like so of the Lord, is she came back and like her anointing, her songwriting, like everything has been on another level. Yeah, And so like... This is not just for songwriting, worship leading, all of that, right. but for, I think for everything. Like yes. when there are things that the Lord has called us to, mm-hmm. if we will trust him in the season, even though it may look like it's not like on par for what he has for us, mm-hmm. or maybe feel like a deterrent or like a few, taking a few steps back,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like when we're in under his obedience and under the safety of who he is, he will propel and advance and do all the things. And yeah. And turn these seasons of like, what was I doing into like, God, this was so on purpose. Yes. Yes. Well, and that gets me back to us switching over
1: to homeschool and then buying the land and building a house out in the country. That was, we started hearing the Lord in like August, September, October Mm -hmm. of 2019. Well, then after we bought the land, like then comes 2020.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where
1: everyone had to homeschool. Yep. (laughs) Where everyone had to completely change or shut down what was. And what really I felt like God was teaching our family in that moment and in that season was if we will lean in Mm. and listen to the whisper of God and pay attention to the the nuances of his voice mm. in the details, in the big things, but really tr- listen, mm-hmm. then he will go ahead of you yes. in ways that you couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once we moved out to the country, I mean, we, we kind of ensued this whole like, well, I guess we're not doing anything (laughs) (laughs) you know and of course i had put so much stock in conferences and going and traveling and leading worship and writing songs and releasing and whatever and you could still do that during COVID, but you couldn't do conferences yeah you know uh and it was so kind of the lord to slow me down ahead of time Mm -hmm. to open my hands ahead of time Mm -hmm. and then the things that we never thought we would receive in our 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. uh, we have received. Yeah, And they're blessings that we would have never dreamed for ourselves. Mm. So we had these dreams and these expectations. And it literally is that picture that I know floats around all over. Uh, it's like a meme or a GIF or whatever. But it's this little girl holding a tiny teddy bear. And she's like, I don't know if I can give this oh, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus has the giant teddy bear behind yes. his back. Yes. And, and it's that invitation Yeah. to, if you will let go of your plans and expectations and give them to me, you might be surprised at what I have. And that speaks to what you saw, what you watched happen with Carrie Job when she laid it down mm-hmm. and gave it over to the Lord. Then once she came back to it, it had grown it right. was better mm-hmm. than before it was different mm-hmm. but it was better
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's what I've experienced in my own life too is it's very different than what I planned for yeah. my life but it's so much better
0: yeah well and you're just getting started I like know. who knows <laughs> I know that's the fun part yeah that's the fun part because so, yeah. it really does feel like you're on the tip of mm-hmm. what god is doing very much on a tipping point like and yes. there's so much more mm-hmm. that i mean because if you think about it like he's already given you what you thought was the dream right and your life is nowhere near being done oh absolutely! so it's like okay god like what are you gonna do with this yeah. you know and like i almost like i don't even know if you guys think of this for yourselves but you know, like having a school, like having a retreat land where people can come and learn. And it's like spend months with you, you know, and you're like, here, welcome to the land. Come take, eat, enjoy, let us teach you and like go do, you know, all over the world, like stuff like that is so something you guys could do. Yeah, And like, I think would be like just amazing, you know, and like, who knows what the Lord's going to do. But at the end of the day, the the opportunities are endless when yes. you're walking with him and you're saying yes. Yes. But what we've learned from you today is that to say yes, you have to say no to other things. And Absolutely. that the boundaries are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and they're just, I mean, amazing yeah. at the end. Like there's really are, no other words. They <laughs> are.
1: And it is Psalm 16. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Mm. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Mm. And that has been... Um, what used to feel so awkward and so robotic to walk out boundaries, yeah, in protecting not only my own l- heart and guarding my own heart, but then guarding my, my family, right. our time, are the ways that we invest our lives and res- mutual respect and how that's a boundary in and of itself. Mm-hmm. All of those things, now I can say, that scripture is really a way of life,, yeah. for our family, and it took years, mm. but it's so fun to go, "Oh wow. yeah, <laughs> like, We're there. Yes. We're here. <laughs> we really are living, yeah. the fact that the boundary lines of God have fallen in pleasant places, mm. and our inheritance is delightful. Yeah. And it looks so different. Yeah, than what I thought.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay, that was good. <laughs> I, um, before we say goodbye to you, mm-hmm. I did have some people send in questions Okay, about boundaries. Mm. And so I do want to get to some of them, maybe if we don't get to all of them. That's, yeah. um, but they have some questions and I think that they're so, like it would be so helpful for them to hear from you. Sure. Um, so there's one person that sent in a question and they said, how have you processed setting boundaries um, when you're angry? But you don't want to do it out of anger or maybe out of a reaction, a quick reaction to something that happens. So how have you processed doing it in a healthy way with a clear mind without it being like a knee-jerk reaction?
1: Yeah. Well, it's similar to what I was sharing about my Lucy, who Mm -hmm. is my emotive kiddo. And she would peak with her emotions. And then she would calm back down. Yeah. And so I would say we are all if I've learned anything by going to counseling Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is that we're all emotional beings to our core. And so I would recommend wait. Mm. So if you're already to the point that you feel angry and you are wanting to keep yourself from being reactionary, this is the moment to practice self-control and wait to set a boundary. Mm. Don't set it when you're heightened when you're highly upset, when you're highly frustrated, when you're highly angry, whatever the emotion is, mm-hmm. even when you're deeply depressed, those sure. are not the moments to set a boundary. Wait until you've leveled back out and you can have a more um, whole brain yes. <laughs> decision yeah. to make. It's a more logical decision. It's yeah. not so emotionally driven. And But what I would recommend after you've calmed back down, is take a minute to journal. Hmm. Just journal it all out. Get it all out. Yeah. So it's not stuck inside of you. Um, feel those feelings in the moment away from other people. Yeah. (laughs) Especially anger. I have dealt with anger. I understand it. Yeah. And, um, one tool to get (laughs) to get anger out Mm -hmm. if you are the type of person that needs to get it out physically Mm. some people need to scream Mm. go in your car get away from your kids scream your guts out
0: wow (laughs) that sounds like fun (laughs) it's kind of
1: fun (laughs) um if you are if you need to be physical with your body literally punch a pillow yeah like go to your room close the door Get your kids in a safe place and punch a pillow, punch your bed, get it out in a way that is not going to harm other people, but is going to give you that release to help you come off of those emotions. Mm. Um, And then once you've let it all out in whatever way you need to away from people, um, you can breathe again, breathe through it, breathe through it. And then come back and revisit that person and talk through it more calmly when you're ready to be calm. But I would take it even one more step further and I would say, look back at what got you to that point. If you're angry, you've already gone too far. Mm. And I can say that from experience. Mm. So if you're beginning to see the signs of anger, then that means... A few steps back in your day or in your week, you have not honored your boundaries mm. that you set up and you're frustrated with yourself. Oh wow. or you have um, had some really difficult circumstances that were out of your control, and you're you're to the point that you're angry and you kind of don't know why. Yeah. So looking back and going, "Well how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And then what steps can I take? to be more proactive on the front
0: end for the future yeah so oh that's so good that is so good everything you say i'm like oh yeah that's good wow (laughs) (laughs) that's because i've had a wild ride of a life um so this one you've kind of answered but i think would be cool to like just quickly hit on so the question is what tools can you use to encourage yourself if you have a hard time setting boundaries in general Mm.
1: what tools
0: yeah yeah so that book
1: the book boundaries by cloud and townsend 100% would recommend that uh counseling and therapy don't shy away from it yeah do not hesitate to go get counseling we've had uh, marriage counseling together matt and i I've gone to counseling, I've gone, I've had two different mentors like at the same time. So I have two varying Mm -hmm. voices, um, reaching out for help. Yeah. Do not be afraid to reach out for help. That is the biggest lie that the enemy wants to keep you isolated is like, you should know this by now. Mm. You should have this figured out by now. How
0: old are you? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, not old enough. i <laughs> not enough to know this. I need help. Yeah. Oh, so that's really good. Super, no, super. Super. Those are the main things I would say. Good. Okay. So then we have one more question. Um, how do you set boundaries when it comes to people speaking into your life, but overstepping? So are we talking about, are we talking about like In-laws or parents. I think kind of everything, but I think a lot of it has to do with like mothering in general, like so much advice, so many people saying things, but they don't really know you Mm -hmm. or maybe they do, but they're just like talking too much Mm -hmm. is kind of what I was inferring from Mm -hmm. the question. They're talking too much or
1: they're giving advice and you didn't even ask for it.
0: Yeah. Or maybe some people that like don't even have the relationship with you, but want to speak into your life like Mm -hmm. a mentor. Oh, that happens to me all the time. And it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. I'm like, we do not have the emotional equity, is what I say, or relational equity for you to do this. (laughs) Well, and that's it. That's truly it,
1: is do, have you let them in? Mm -hmm. Are they someone that is in your top two, like Mm -hmm. Jesus spouse or Jesus bestie? Right. Or are they in your top three, like your closest confidants? Mm Mm-hmm. Or are they even in your 12, like you're, you know, people that you admire that you, you want them to speak into your life. Mm -hmm. If they're not those people that you've already given access, then they don't get access. Right. So even if they give advice, you can give a sweet, thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) and toss it. Yeah. Like don't, don't spend time. Your life is too short. Yeah. Don't take the time to yeah. ponder on it. Right. You know, hey, say it's good advice, you can take it. Sure. If you if it resonates with you, if you're like, yeah, that lines up with Jesus and scripture and yeah. all the things that my closest people have been saying. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Take it. If not, toss it and yeah. don't think twice about tossing it. Yeah. And but don't feel like you have to set that person down sure and say excuse me Susie (laughs) q you you need to shut up (laughs) you you don't get to say these things to me (laughs) you don't have to do that right you You don't have to be that harsh right but you can literally just say thank you so much i'll take that into consideration Mm -hmm. and then toss it yeah and let it go and then say they keep texting they're just bombarding you and it's overwhelming Ignore their texts. Yeah. You don't have to respond. Right. You don't even have to say anything. Right. Or if you have somebody that's super needy, mm-hmm. give it twenty four hours so that sure. they see that they don't have immediate access yes. to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good.
0: Yeah, I feel so that happened to me quite a bit. <laughs> not necessarily with like <laughs> motherhood. everybody loves you, lani no, That's not true. <laughs> I think this person in particular was asking about just you know, mothering advice and like newborn stuff. I think a lot of it is like moms are so different. So just like trash it if it doesn't work Yes, and you'll be good. Yes, yes, yes. I could (laughs) not agree more. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Michelle, for being here. I feel like I just had a crash course on boundaries (laughs) and I'm going to like listen back and take notes. It's been like really so special to talk to you. Thank you for everything that you shared. And Um, new moms club i hope you feel as blessed as i feel right now i i think this is one to listen to lots of times Mm. (laughs) so um guys think or ladies i guess i don't think any men listen to this (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for being here um if you are liking what you're hearing, don't be afraid to like rate us. I don't know what people say, rate on on sure. Apple Podcasts. I don't know. <laughs> Share with your friends. Do everything that you would generally do to support a podcast that you like to hear. But thanks so much. And we'll see you next week at the New Moms Club.